0: Welcome back to J. Tom rink here on the campus of Merrimack College, North Andover, Massachusetts. Number 13 Northeastern in the house tonight, and they are tied up with Merrimack. The score is 1-1. One one. I'm Mike Patrick alongside John Leahy. And tonight's second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Our guest here in the second Mission. Gabby Riggie. she is the associate director for athletic communications here at Merrimack. And uh, boy, Gabby, I mean, Merrimack's done just about everything except take the lead in this game. Out shooting Northeastern uh, through two periods of play, it's 26 to 12. It was 15 to 3 in that period. Uh, the penalty kill's been perfect. They've got a power play goal. And it seems like Deary Hudema made a couple of big saves in, in that period. Uh, I don't know what more they could do other than maybe take advantage of one or more of these chances to take the lead.
1: It's absolutely one of those things that you you want to see out of those young teams, you've seen them develop as the season's gone on and on and I think now is one of those opportunities for them to really get that finishability and just- understand that they need to capitalize on third periods and just be able to fully close out these games because they've been improving steadily game by game. They've certainly made a lot of the right decisions tonight. They've been really high intensity and they've been committing more and more to playing in the slot and really trying to crash the crease, get as many rebounds and deflected pucks as possible and really creating that chaos. I think now is a real opportunity against one of the best teams in the country to really make that exclamation mark of what they've been ready for. I mean, we saw a great game against UConn. They were playing that same kind of commitment to their style that right level of aggression with a match with that high hockey IQ. I think Scott really preaches just having a real intelligence for the game and using that vision on the ice to take that extra second make the play that's going to pay the highest dividends for you. And now is a real chance for them to make another exclamation mark after a big first hockey East win of the year on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think a couple of the things you know we talk about Scott Bork and his teams and, and what he wants them to to do to be able to play uh, you know well. I think a couple of things. One is you've got to be faster, no question about it. We see it from this team that you know they they, they make quicker decisions, they you know they skate faster and so on. Um, but also puck possession, you know. Uh, John and I were saying before you have the puck, you team's not to score, you know, and you improve your chances as well. But seems like in this game, Merrimack's had the puck, I don't know, 70%, 75% of the time.
1: Well, and certainly they have the talent and the, the men with the ability to actually finish on these plays. I think they've gotten a lot of good opportunities. We saw getting handcuffed there at the very end when he had an open shot on the near side. It was That was all a little bit frustrating. I think everybody's been there, but I think having those chances and, again, just being able to try to finish, that's what they're really looking for at this point. And I think, as, you, as what I've said before, they're really starting to develop and hit that growth point I think between the way that Welcher and Walsh have been able to jump in, I think they've been working to get those guys spread out, and now I think they really just have to attack third.
0: And Yuri Hudema, I mean, he, he, he has. Face it, he had a couple games early in the season, I'm sure he would like to forget, but he's been uh, lights out here, certainly in this game tonight, a couple of big saves in that second period to keep it a tie game. Yeah, certainly not to
1: be outdone, certainly not to be outnoticed. I think he's really made strides and adjusted in the North American game. I think the biggest thing for him was just making sure he kept his angles correct Kept himself really sharp to the puck, not really losing the puck, especially the way with the Hockey used, playing very deep in the corners and playing that aggressive low forecheck. I think that was something that's really had to catch up to him, and I think he's really handled it excellently and been able to take his confidence from just the small things of being able to say, I was set for that play, like I was ready to go from the faceoff, and then being able to grow from there, getting a couple. Love saves. He's been really on top of it tonight, and I think he's just growing more and more in confidence. And that's exactly what you want to see come November from a rookie goalie getting this many minutes.
0: So here's a question: John and I were talking about this. So they've been going with five freshmen, one sophomore on defense. You know, I mean, all three of these pairings seem to be going pretty well right now. He's got a couple of guys that are in the stands for one reason or the other. You know, in Patrick Hallway and, and Dominic Dockery, that when they're either healthy or eligible to play. You're gonna step right in. Who, who do you take out of the lineup? I mean, that's a tough, tough decision to make right now.
1: I mean, I think it's a, a almost a benefit to have if it could be because, you know, come down the stretch when you want to be hitting your stride in February and March, there's going to be a guy who's going to be banged up. And the way that this team plays defense, committing to the blocks, pushing to the outside, I think it might just be kind of by committee at some point to see who can play in and get up to speed and just be able to adjust and, and really be able to jump in. I don't know that there's anyone who you would say, well, you know, he's, there's no weak link on this chain. And I think that's a really big testament to just the way that they've committed to their system and the way
0: that they want to play their game. Yeah, that's what you want to see. I mean, everybody's going to get a chance at one time or another, and you've got to be, you've got to be ready when your number's called to be ready to go. And so, you know, some of these guys that weren't in there at the beginning of the year, they did get in there, and they've shown that they can do the job. So I wanted to switch gears here before. Rob. We do wrap it up at the end of this. We do have a few minutes to go, but Merrick women win this afternoon. So you work with both the men's team and the women's team. If women win this afternoon. It seemed like they, they needed to get a win, needed to get a win in Hockey East. They're down 3-1 in the third period, and they just took over control of the game. Um, you know, Michaela Grant meant this with the winner in overtime, but she was in on all four goals that they scored today. Uh Tell us how that went. I mean, pretty exciting game.
1: Well, I think first and foremost, congratulations are due to Michaela. She's the second Merrimack women's ice hockey player to score 100 career points, and with a four-point afternoon to get there is certainly a way to do it. Um, I think we have some excellent leadership on the women's team, and I think they were finally able to close out games. They played a couple of really tight, really hard fought games out in Minnesota. They went in tied at the third period for both of those games. I think they were finally ready, and they just sat there and said, like, we're, we're on our ice. Like, let's buckle down. We know what we can do do, like, let's show them what we can do. We, they swept Maine last season, a lot of that squad is still the same, I think they just sat there and said, it's it's really our time. There were a couple absolutely beautiful goals, Danny Castino was really ready for Grant Mentis' shot from the point on a power play, Grant Mentis brought in the moves, certainly for both of her goals today, bringing in from the high blue line and coming all the way in down, deeking out some defenders, really brought in the play, and Kiki Rouse with her first career goal, she was unmarked right in the high slot and just ripped it in to go home. So I think that team has certainly found the time. They've played some really great hockey. I think they need to play some consistent hockey. I think that's going to be the biggest thing for them. They've had most of their home games now. They're going to be hitting the road come January, and I think they are really going to be ready. They're really rounding into form again at the right time for them.
0: You know, it's interesting. You mentioned that about the road. I almost feel like road versus home. I mean, home, the advantage is, yeah, you're at home, and maybe you only have to walk across campus as opposed to traveling wherever it is, and, you know, you get to eat dinner and wherever you're, you know, you're in your, uh, you know, wherever you're used to, I guess, right? But it seems like in terms of home ice advantage, home ice, you know, whatever, you should be able to go on the road and win games. You saw the men do that last week at at Diamond Harford at UConn. Women, it seems like, should be able to do the same thing.
1: Absolutely. I think there are some benefits to with the way that they play at home, just having uh, the last change and being able to have their uh, bench right next to the penalty box to get that quick switch. I think they're certainly mentally ready. I think it's the ability to just make sure that the game is going to be consistent for all 60 minutes. I think their big thing is that they, again, have the talent to finish out, and much like we're going to see tonight for the men, it's a matter of capitalizing on your third periods. They play aggressive. They play very smart. Just making sure you really jump on those chances and work to create a lot more of that chaos to get those chances that you know you can finish.
0: You know, I wanted to ask you, and we got four minutes to go here now, so John's going to be giving me the signal to go, but you know, you came to Merrimack here from Maine. You worked with Maine last year. You, all, you graduated from Quinnipiac. Uh, how did you end up here at Merrimack? Uh,
1: that would have taken the entire intermission. I've spent some time in women's professional hockey. I was at USCHO.com, ECAC hockey, beat reporter for four years. I worked with Stan Fischler with the New York Islanders in 2017-18, which was absolutely fabulous. Um, it's just been... A lot of different places in the hockey community that I've been really fortunate, and I am so blessed to once again to be in hockey this year with Maricon.
0: What drew you to hockey?
1: Um, it's just been something that's always been in my family. I actually never played the game. It's just something my dad really loves and that I really grew to love along with him. We used to go to New York Rangers games when I was a kid, and it's just something we've loved ever, ever since.
0: Believe it or not, I've never been to Madison Square Garden, so one of these days.
1: <laughs> Absolutely recommend it. It's a beautiful venue with those renovations, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, thanks so much. We appreciate it. All, all your help as well. Uh, really appreciate it Uh, keep up the great work thank you so much for having me guys alright Gabby Riggi our guest here with the score 1-1 Merrimack and number 13 Northeastern after two periods of play John and I will be back to recap and we're ready for the start of the third period of play here at J. Tom Lollerink we're back with more right after this this is Warrior Hockey